Uh, welcome into hour three of the Plank Show. Good morning, everybody. I, I, if if anyone's asking for like the wellness check on Josh, he's good. I mean, you're mad, right? You're upset. You're disappointed. Yeah. Mad, disappointed. You know all that, but you know. Hey, we trudge forward. <laughs> okay, I think about this a lot when a season ends and it ends on the cusp of what you think could be something great. For me, this was a surprise season. After the Gruden and Henry Ruggs thing, I kind of accepted, oh, well, here we go, top 12 pick, and then, oh, wow, we're going to the playoffs. So that was kind of cool. But I also looked at it and said, man, they need a deep threat back. They have their, their receiving core is in deep with the Raiders. They need help on the right side of their offensive line. Bad, even though they just drafted a right tackle in the first round. They need help. Um with their depth at, at linebacker and safety. What do you see for the Chiefs, a team that's still pretty stacked offensively and everyone's contract is still doable? Where's the fix? What needs to be adjusted this offseason? I think they could get some wide receiver help. Defensive line they'll need to address because I I think just the way things are going to shuffle around, they're going to have to get somebody else there if they cut Frank Clark to free up cash. And then the secondary, across the board, cornerback, safety. Tyron Matthew will be another guy that, I mean, we'll see if he's back. Might not be back in Kansas City. So, uh, we shall see. They've got a lot of retooling to do. That's that's the thing. You know, somebody texted, uh, if and only if Brady is done, does Mahomes move into his spot of always being in the Super Bowl? And if so, who becomes the next up and coming? No, I I, I don't think that's going to happen with Patrick Mahomes. I think this is kind of the missed portion of his career. I mean, it's, these things aren't guaranteed. They're, they're not. I know that because Mahomes has been to four AFC championships in a row and hosted those four, it's like this is always going to happen, but it's hard to do in the National Football League. Tom Brady's the exception. He's not the rule. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. He's played in one Super Bowl. you got to take advantage when you get there. Did you mention Dan Marino, too? Dan Marino went his rookie year. Which is kind of funny because I I've, I've actually have to give Arnie credit on this. Dan Marino mentioned or Arnie mentioned Dan Marino last night, and this isn't as a comparison to Mahomes because I mean Mahomes won a Super Bowl and has been to what back to back Super Bowls prior to this year. Um, Marino went to the Super Bowl his rookie year. Was it his rookie? Okay, hold on. It was early. I think it was like his second year. I think his rookie year they they came up short, and he was throwing for all these yards and it. The thought was, man, he's going to do this a lot. This guy with Mark Duper and Mark Clayton and everyone around him, he is going to the Super Bowl forever. It, and then the National Football League blocks you out. They, they, they don't let you keep doing that, man. Never went back. Never went back to the Super Bowl. Now, they played in some – yeah, it was the second year. I apologize. First full year as a starter. They went 14-2 and two as a team. You don't, think, you don't think Buffalo is going to be in the hunt? To play for and go to multiple Super Bowls? How about Baltimore? Has everybody forgotten about Lamar Jackson? Indianapolis, good football team. Fell apart a little bit with Carson Wentz late, but I don't think they're too far away from potentially winning the AFC. I think the AFC is kind of a beast, too. What if Aaron Rodgers winds up in Denver? What if they can swing that deal? I mean, Justin Herbert, you don't think he's going to be a factor for the Chargers? Okay, let me pose one. What if Deshaun Watson ends up in Pittsburgh? Or or someone that is a little bit more serviceable. What if they what if Russell Wilson ends up in Pittsburgh? Right? Now again, the Steelers don't always have the resources because you know this is a team that doesn't have top five, top ten picks. You know, maybe they'll have to do some maneuvering to try to swing something, but yeah, I am uh 
I, it's it's a beast, and it's not easy. So not just for Mahomes going falling short of the Super Bowl, but we always try. This is the start of something special. Yep, the Bengals were a ten and seven football team. Yep, they lost twice. A couple of Baker. seasons ago, they only had two wins. They lost t- twice to Baker and the Browns. That's just they got. I'm not disrespecting this Joe Mix. I'm not disrespecting this Samaj Hare, Jordan Evans, or friends of Jordan Evans that are listening to the show. But y'all know, caught a few breaks. I mean, Tannehill throws in a double coverage in in a game that they might have been marching down for a game-winning field goal. Derek Carr throws short of the goal line in a pass that could have forced overtime. I mean, it's just... You were down, what, 21-3 to at one point in that game yesterday? And Kansas City fails to kick a field goal before the end of the first just, half. I mean, yeah, there's – but, hey, breaks like that have to happen to get there. So, I just – I always – the idea that, oh, we'll be back, you know, or this team will be back. Like, no. no. Go get it while you can. It, if you asked me, will Mahomes play in multiple more Super Bowls after this? Yes, I think he will, but – the idea that he's going to play an 11 like Tom Brady did, I mean, he's already missed out on a couple of really good chances. And this year's chance was one of the best opportunities. No disrespect to Cincinnati, but Cincinnati's not who you normally play in the AFC championship game. Cincinnati's ahead of schedule. That team is not as good as the Buffalo team that Kansas City beat last week. It's not as good as the Tennessee team that Kansas City beat a couple of years ago. And it's not as good as the Patriots team that they lost to. So <laughs> you get teams like that in the AFC Championship game, you, you need to beat them like New England did Jacksonville in that game. Now, I think Joe Burrow's a fantastic quarterback and is going to be around for a long time and make Super Bowl appearances of his own potentially. Beyond this, Cincinnati's going to get better, Plank. They're not going to get worse. This is not as good as Cincinnati's going to be. And Joe Burrow is only on the second year of his rookie deal which will be a five-year contract. Now, he it seems as if Joe Burrow is a pretty sharp businessman, uh, and there's probably going to be a situation where at some point after year three, I think, is when they can start looking long-term like the Bills did with Josh Allen. But we'll see <laughs> He's going to make a out. lot of money. He is, man. I want to read one more text. Yeah, and this. I got one too, so go ahead. This is not uh, Chiefs-related or NFL-related. <laughs> Everyone can rejoice. Plank, let's get a shout-out for Audra Cohen and the Sooners taking down number 6 Duke, 4-2 to to move on to the ITA Women's Indoor Nationals in Madison, Wisconsin. That's awesome. They are – they got something going there with this women's tennis team right now. We got to get Audra on the show. February 5th, New Mexico State here in Norman. Had a, from what I was able to tell, pretty fun little environment yesterday knocking off Duke 6-2. to I guess I can tell you this, I think, too, real quick before you hop to the text line. Because this one, uh, my Air Comfort Solutions text line, and the Air Comfort Solutions super secret text so line. At Sports Talk 1400. Oh, this is ahead. on Twitter. I just retweeted it, so I hope I didn't get us in trouble. We have four tickets to give away to tonight's OUTCU men's basketball game. This is courtesy of Air Comfort Solutions. Comment with, I love the ref, and uh, we're going to pick two winners at 11.30. So you got a little bit of time, but you got to comment quickly. Go. 30 minutes. I retweeted it. Don't don't comment on my tweet. <laughs> comment on the actual ref at Sports Talk 1400 tweet. Here, here's one more on the Chiefs. 
This is from Spotter Shep. By the way, uh, Andrew Shepard, friend of the show, saw him tweet this morning that he lost one of his high school buddies over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So, Andrew, thinking of you, man. Uh, he tweeted at us and said, wide receiver two, cut Frank Clark, cut Sorensen, pay for a top cornerback. That's his fix for the Chiefs. Wide receiver two, cut Frank Clark, cut Sorensen, pay for a top cornerback. But Frank Clark's like the highest paid defensive player in the league, and he had five sacks this year. Yeah, that ain't going to cut it. So I don't know what that looks like in dead cap and getting rid of him, but it seems to be a desperate – an area where they desperately need to upgrade. And Sorensen, how does he keep – Sorensen is to Kansas City what Buki was to OU fans. It's like he's always out on the field, and you're like, why is he out there right now? He's made some big plays over the course of his time in Kansas City, but my goodness, I mean, sometimes it's just, what are you doing? (laughs) Like the two-point conversion play to tie – I mean, are you going to defend the wide receiver? What are you doing on the play? (laughs) I digress. I just – I'm in shambles. I'm in shambles today, I'll admit it. I, I don't think so. I think you're actually handling it well. I think you're doing a good job. Yeah, I'm trying not to be super grumpy and professional and everything. <laughs> but I'm so dejected today. It's, you know. What? Okay. And the fact that everyone's so happy about it right. really is salt in the, the wound because I'm just, you know, I don't know. I'm not I, – I, I can't say I'm not wired that way, but in a lot of ways, like, I'm not wired that way. I, I, I root for a lot of my friends' teams, like – Teams that I don't like to see my friends happy and stuff. You know, I just, I don't know. It's just like to feel like everyone is against you is, it, it makes me feel, I'm not good at handling that, I guess is what I'm, I'm oh, saying. Oh, I'm terrible and, at and it. And the Chiefs aren't historically the team in that position. So, but I, I'm, I'm learning to adapt. I Could think. you imagine having a friend then like Arnie, where if you had to do a show with him, the first thing he would be doing is like, "Oh, Josh, team lost, Josh. What's wrong, Josh?" Oh, he and I would fight. Yeah, I mean, like, so now, now you know why he's the worst human being on the planet. All right, listen, I have promised some TCU stuff. So, real quick before we break, um, here's a little bit more on OU's loss to Auburn with Toby and. Coach Moser, you heard his incredible breakdown, his frustration with the way things played out. Here's a little bit more of the specifics on what went wrong Saturday. Boy, Jabari Smith is really good. There was a couple of times you guarded him, I think, as well as you could, and he just up and went NBA on you. Then. So, like, I look at the shots made. And, you know, we made a we made a couple tough shots, but, like, I mean, we, we, we made our good shots. We, I think they made like 10 high-degree difficulty shots. Jabari made them. KD Johnson made a three right in front of our bench. That was They made some high, high-degree. Then they had some low-degree difficulty shots on the dunks that we had, you know, uh, bad ball screen coverage um, with, with their five. We had a lot of good defense, but our, we had some bad ball screen coverage with our five that turned into a couple dunks that we've we got. That there's no margin for error. There's guards who are, yeah. they were holding it. The bigs were getting behind us, and they you throw it up in the vicinity of that. Um, but... You know, I, I uh, they, they do. He made a number of high, high-degree shots. Uh, anything you could tell us about Marvin? What 
How he's uh, doing. It's not broken. He had to go get x-rays. It's just a bummer for him. Yeah. I mean, he has fought through some things yeah. to get in there. He's in a, a, a splint and crutches. Uh, they, they just told me it was a sprain, uh, but it swelled up right away. But, man, I mean, he was the first guy off the bat. I mean, he's, he fought his way back. He had a good game with West Virginia. So it's, you know, you're bummed for him because he's yeah. fought through a lot. He's fought through a lot, and he was in a position where I thought he, he was going to do some good things for us in an atmosphere with these kind of athletes. All right, last question. You, you play again uh, Monday. There I mean, you go. got a super quick turnaround. you got to fly home and everything. What's the next 48 hours look, for, look like for you guys? You know, prepping for TCU, we know how good they are. We yeah. had our chances, lost in overtime. They beat LSU today, uh, a ranked team. Um, they won at Iowa State. Um, Texas got them at home at their place. So it, it, we're all in the same boat. We all played today. We got to turn around. They're coming off a win. We're coming off a loss. Um, I told the team, it's our job to get prepped. We're going to get you the entire scout, the entire prepped. It's your job to come together, get an edge, get get understand why we lost this. Get I mean, you got to come together as a team. That's your job right now in the next 24 hours before we meet again. There you go. Come together as a team. Let's see what those results look like tonight. LNC need to be a rockin'. Yeah. Yeah, it does. All right, I've got a couple of future stats that are always fun to get into. Like the Dolphins' next head coach is an interesting one. Oh, like a prop? What did I say? Future stats? I'm yeah. sorry. I meant to say player prop. Future props. Player props. We've got a good text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line that mm -hmm. I can share with you next. Well, and um, I've got Jenny Bronchett post-game from Oklahoma's win over Texas. It's all Coming up right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Twitter, go win yourself a pair of tickets to the OUTCU game right now at Sports Talk 1400. That's at Sports Talk 1400, brought to you by Air Comfort Solutions. Hour three of the Plank Show is brought to you by Roof Tech of Oklahoma, locally owned and operated for 30 years. Call my man Josh Tucker at Roof Tech for all of your roofing needs at 405-703-4245. <laughs> I just heard you guys, Mark Mark Desher at OU Photo Guy, who, by the way, is a former Rams fan since they left St. Louis. I mean, I just want to point St. Louis never got taken over by opposing teams' fans. I'm just saying. But he was he was laying out the, uh, the tweet about, oh, Joe Burrow will be the first quarterback to win the Heisman, the National – and Josh Cousins. Yeah, I saw the stupid tweet. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I sent you something on Twitter that might make you feel – excuse me, on your phone that might make you feel a little better. Good. Good, good, good. There's a, a little mini video that's making the rounds, and you see, like, this perfect setup where you've got, obviously, a couple of, couple of guys being dudes sitting there watching the game, and you have maybe someone's dad that's perched back in a, in a recliner, and all of a sudden this little kid comes jumping in in a Joe Burrow – Helmet and jersey, and the dad just launches him across the room. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I mentioned we had a text message before the break. That's right. This would be on the Air Comfort Solutions text line four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Guys, uh, well, actually, this was directed to me because it's about a story I wrote this weekend. I didn't see Lebius Overton's name listed in your recent Sooners Wire article regarding OU's 23 and 24 defensive front offers. Is this something for which we should be concerned? Um, he's, no. He's still crystal ball projected to them, right? Yeah. The reason I didn't list Overton, and maybe it was an oversight on my behalf, the, the new staff, I'm sure, maybe along the way sent out a reoffer to Overton. Uh, and there were a couple of re-offer guys that I included in there. 
I, uh, for the most part, was looking at offers that were, were new for Oklahoma. But, yeah, I did a like a full breakdown of 22, 23, 24 defensive line offers since Venables has been hired. Wow. At least 25 edge or defensive line guys have been high, uh, have been offered since Venables and this staff came on board on December 6th. So they have really hot and heavy recruited to the defensive line. And obviously there's been some additions up front. Uh, Alton Tarper signing with this class. We think there's going to be Grayson Halton, who they flipped over from Oregon. We're pretty sure on signing day on Wednesday. And what, uh, the Hawaii transfer, Jonah Laula, and Tulane transfer, Jeffrey Johnson. So they have really made it an emphasis. In, in Oklahoma, almost got Makai Wingo out of Missouri before he chose LSU. So just the approach that they've taken on all these defensive guys up front has been Awesome to see. And not that they didn't do that before. I mean, you had 51 offers combined to edge and defensive line players in the 2021 class, for example, for Oklahoma. But, gosh, you know, 25 in the span of basically two months is a lot. It's a lot. That's quite quite the offer list, to be honest with you. And it's probably more than that, as kind of noting here. Uh, it probably was a gross oversight on my part to not include Lebius Overton's name as one of the, the re-offers for Oklahoma. But, no, uh, that, that not including him has nothing to do with whether or not he'll land at Oklahoma. Oh, you still in the mix for him. Can I just point out how awesome it is that they've been able to keep this class together? I know that this is like a Captain Obvious thing to a lot of people, right? There's a, well, yeah, no kidding, Plank. Welcome to the show. But it's just every so often, I think they they haven't lost. Have they lost really? You, you look at a twenty three, right? And you G- think Gabriel Brownlow Dindy, right? Gains up at A and M, right? Um, you lost wait a couple receivers, but for the most part, and Alki Nelson in twenty three. But for the most part, Josh, you kept you kept the group together, and I think that's just absolutely fascinating. Absolutely fascinating that they were able to do that. Still blown it. Now, again, got to put some pins on dotted lines, things of that nature here, right? You've got to you got to make sure that you seal the deal, but I am I'm just juiced for Wednesday and see what might come out. All right, listen, I want to I want to play my I finally found my interview with Jenny from Post. Let me see is this it? Uh, maybe is it not working? Uh no, yeah, you just give me a countdown and I'll is that her talking now? I don't know. It's it's I, there's not like a clean edit in this thing, unfortunately. Yeah, no, it's rolling over here on my end. All right, uh, let me go back a little bit here and see if we can get you here. Jenny Baranchek post game. See Coach Baranchek, why not? As the victorious Sooners celebrate, and Jenny Baranchek and Maddie Williams join us. Wow, Coach, what a wow. finish! Wow, well, what a not great looking basketball game from both sides in terms of turnover city, but. You know, this is one of those where it's, you knew it had to be gutsy. You knew we had to be gritty. And how about Liz Scott coming up at the end? Uh, And at the same time, I love the way the Maddie Williams just continues to keep us steady, present, um, so fun. And, and, you know, to be able to to beat a team that's that good and not your A game, you know, that's, that's where this team is really, really special. 
Maddie, let's talk about your night. 23 points, nine boards, played with some foul trouble late, but uh, this team took some shots tonight. I mean, you guys took some body blows, but you never gave up. No, yeah, we, 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 we're not going to give up. We're never going to give up. And I think that we took the week to prepare um, for how aggressive they were going to be and uh, how up in our faces they were going to be. Um, and I think that we did a good job of um, embracing that today, tonight and um, over the week. Over the week. Coach, mm -hmm. how, how cool was it for you? And Maddie asked you about it, but you went out to the game and embraced Sherry Cole. She sat here with us in the second quarter. Pretty pretty cool to see her back here today, wasn't it? Yeah, you know what? It's um, to be able to honor Mary Bain today, to be able to have Sherry come back. Um, I think it's important for these guys. It's important for this program um, that she continues to support. Uh, it's been incredible for from me, from my standpoint, because uh, transitions like this don't have to be easy, and this one is completely seamless, and it's amazing. <laughs> but it's also because we get this incredible group to be able to coach. Coach, you played a lot of the, the point guards on the court at the same time tonight, and Kelby Washington and Nevaeh Todd, and it seemed like they both fed off each other very well. Well, it was great to have Kelby back. You know, I mean, honestly, she just brings such a spark for us, and it's so fun. And and for, you know, I, I think Vea continues to get better and better. And I know she didn't shoot the ball all that well, and she's going to go back and look at some different things. But, man, her three was big. Her command was big. Uh, it was just uh, – I'm really, I'm really proud of us, and we got a lot of learning lessons in this one, too. <laughs> Maddie Williams is our OU Health player of the game. Just, Maddie, take me through the, the consistency tonight, the battle, how you felt about your performance overall. I mean, I, I felt good about my performance and about my team's performance. Um, I think that they fed off of me. I think they fed off my energy, and I think we did a good job setting the tone tonight. You know, there you go. You can find the uh, full interview. Soonersports.tv, there was like one more question. Put Oklahoma in the top 16. You know, there were four Big 12 teams. Was that last weekend when they – Correct. Not this weekend, but the weekend before where they did their first top 16 reveal, or maybe it was just last week. But Texas, Iowa State, Baylor, Kansas State were all in the uh, top 16 reveal. Oklahoma was the one Big Ooh. 12 team that would be – would have been in the mix that wasn't in that top 16 that they put out there. Ah, they don't have the updated bracketology. I thought Charlie Cream had had his updated bracketology, but he doesn't. Sooners, um, we're up to a five seed in Baton Rouge in his last update. So they must not be crazy about Oklahoma's resume to this point, I guess. You know what? You know what I'm going to – that's a I mean, that's a huge win, though, over Texas. I, I'm with him. Well, like, they hadn't, this hasn't been updated since then. So maybe that bumps them up. Oh, I think sixteen. It, I, I mean, this might be pie in the sky, but a win like that, I, I think it'd get him as high as the, to the three line in, in a projection like that. Dude, I hope – I think this team can make some noise in March. They have got – they've – listen, I, I understand that, you know, this this team lacks some size, but if they can get – something from Emma Svoboda or Nydia Lampkin or even Liz Scott. You know, Liz Scott had 22 against Oklahoma State, and, I, I, you know, she only had two buckets, and one of them was the game winner. So they've – and Texas had some bigs now. They had they had some post players. But they went out and won, and I was just I – I dig this team, dude. They are fun. They're fun players. They play with a smile on their face. I don't know if you could hear it, and I don't know if if, but I could. You could hear like the emotion in Coach's voice. Oh afterwards. yeah, afterwards. Yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah. you could tell. 
it's a it's a fun team, man. They have done a really nice job. And to have coach, I got to sit with Sherry for a whole quarter, and I hadn't talked to Sherry since you know just trading texts after she retired, and and I got to get caught up on Colton and what he's been up to. You're supposed to be there yesterday or Saturday, Colton, but it was it was it's a really fun team. So I guess that's my this is that moment where I remind you. That they've got some big games coming up. Now, we're heading to Waco on Wednesday. That's going to be a challenge. But this 18-3 and basketball team deserves crowds like they had on Saturday every single game. A week this weekend, come this coming Saturday, West Virginia, 3 p.m. And that's a scrappy West Virginia team before traveling to Texas. So, there you have it. Exciting times, man. OU women's basketball gets a big win this weekend. Signature. OU men need to bounce back tonight against TCU. Look, where did this show go? I mean, I feel like I feel like we've hit on everything that we've wanted to hit on. But I also feel like we haven't hit on hardly anything. That's when you know you have a cornucopia of topics to dive into here on a Monday. And the final hour of the show, as always, is brought to you by Roof Tech of Oklahoma, locally owned and operated for 30 years. Call Josh Tucker and Roof Tech for all of your roofing needs, 405-703-4245. The news, according to Josh, is next right here on The Ref. All right, let me throw these two little nuggets before we get to the news. Number one, I don't know who this is through. Maybe if I scrolled a little bit. Sportsbetting.ag would be the actual number. The odds makers have come up with the numbers for the next head coach of the Dolphins. Now, I want to make this very clear. I called this. I don't call a lot of things, but I called this. Do you know the betting favorite currently is for the Dolphins head coaching job? Jim Harbaugh. Minus 200. Mike McDaniel at plus 150, Kellen Moore at plus 400. I honestly think, I keep wanting to say Jim Ross, but by God, it's not Jim Ross. What's That'd be he, a heck of a hire. Who's the owner of the Dolphins? Stephen Ross. <laughs> Get my man JR in there. I think Stephen Ross had hoped that a lot of people would be in on Jim Harbaugh so he could say, well... You know, he was going to get hired away by somebody, so we were going to lose him in Michigan, so I had to hire him at Miami because I, I just think that is a slam dunk for Stephen Ross and Jim Harbaugh. But nobody talked to him, Josh. Nobody interviewed him. <laughs> the Raiders, yeah, oh, the Raiders, and, and the Raiders never talked to him. So, thankfully, I think he got bailed out when the Vikings interviewed him. So there's And then, and then, who are the other candidates? Uh, Mike McDaniel, Kellen Moore, th- there hasn't been many names rumored with Miami, to be honest with you. They haven't talked to a lot of people. At least they haven't gone out with the Twitter announcements of who they're interviewing like it seems the Giants and Bears did. Byron Leftwich, he got any chance if it's not Jacksonville, Miami? I think so. So I And by the way, I have so many scoops with places that you guys don't care about. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm being dead serious right now. I, I know what's going on at Jacksonville right now, but nobody cares. Do you know what's going on at Jacksonville right now? There is an internal power struggle before Byron Leftwich even gets hired. Leftwich won't take the and, – and, I mean, most of this is, is, is out there, but Leftwich won't take the job unless Adrian Wilson is the general manager. 
Balky keeps trying to sell Shad Khan on other candidates, which is why on Friday, Vic Fangio suddenly got an interview, which is why today Rich Passaccia is suddenly getting an interview. That's what? That's Trent Balky trying to save his job. Now, um, I don't have the two minutes back I took from you to give you that report, but consider yourself educated on what's going on in Jacksonville right now. And real quick before the news, Josh, here are the odds. The top odds for Jimmy Garoppolo's next team are tied between two squads at plus 400. Cleveland? No, I was shocked by that. Cleveland's plus 1,200. Okay. Uh, Pittsburgh and Washington. Little bit of a nudge to the Buccaneers at plus 550. That wouldn't be all bad, man. With the Broncos at plus 600 and the Dolphins, Panthers, and Raiders at plus 700. No way that, I mean, not that Aaron Rodgers can just control where he winds up, but no way he'd go to Tampa, right? Oh, that'd be pretty sweet, wouldn't it? <laughs> Bruce Arians just continues. Yeah, but Bruce Arians won't – I mean, he's not going to handle you with kid gloves, though. I mean, it, it, that'd be a little bit tense between I think, he and Aaron Rodgers. I think Rogers. Aaron can put up with that for one more ring. Can I tell you something? I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere. I don't either. I don't. And everyone – listen, I see Perry and I see Bronco fans, but, y'all, they're not giving you Aaron Rodgers. It's like, you want Aaron Rodgers? You got a fifth-round pick? All right, we'll take it. I mean, you're going to have to give up a lot. To go get him because yeah we like that Chubb guy yeah. uh, a little bit right we like Chubb and your first round pick for the and, next two years and, and maybe next year's too. Um, the other interesting quarterback scenario that I played out in my mind is what I think could happen between Minnesota and Cleveland. I think we could see a good old fashioned quarterback swap. I've I've done a one eighty on Jimmy G to Cleveland. I think Kirk Cousins is going to Cleveland. And I think Baker Mayfield's going to Minnesota. And I think he's going to be great in Minnesota. But we'll see. We'll see. I, I've, I've created that one last night just for your listening pleasure. All right. Listen, no more time beating around the bush. It's time for the news, according to Josh. Where are we going, Josh Helmer? So, uh, shared with you earlier, we, we've got multiple offers that were sent out over the weekend. Oklahoma offered 2022 tight end John Locke. This just ahead of National Signing Day. Okay, so they miss out on Jackson Dart and Michael Trigg, we find out this weekend. I think everybody's up to speed, right? We're ready. Jackson Dart, Michael Trigg transfers from USC. It was between Oklahoma, BYU, Ole Miss. Okay, they pick Ole Miss. Michael Trigg, tight end. Highly thought of tight end, four-star type tight end. Eh, doesn't happen for Oklahoma. So now an offer sent out to John Locke ahead of National Signing Day, who, oh, by the way, is a Louisiana Louisiana Tech commit. Doesn't have uh, a bunch of big offers outside of that. I want to say, uh, yeah, listen to his, his the teams he's been offered by. Air Force, Colorado State, Dartmouth, Harvard, and Yale. So, I mean, I, not a lot of – not a lot of – doesn't seem like it'd be that hard of a decision to make. I mean, from a football be, perspective, right. the other thing that would jump out is, I mean, the kid's got to be pretty smart, right? Right, sharp kid. Oh, you got a commitment from twenty twenty three athlete Eric McCarty out of McAllister. Go Buffs! So i I have a question for you, Josh Helmer, because you were the first person whom I've heard talking about McCarty. Um, I know he's got a fairly decent offer list, Nebraska in there, Baylor in there, but what 
I mean, had you just started to hear his name bandied about quite a bit? Yeah, well, he had gotten offered not too awfully long ago. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, uh, uh, end of December. So he was offered de- end of December, and obviously now a month later has committed to Oklahoma. He's, I mean, some of his statistics at McAllister is just crazy. The amount of carries that he had, bunch of tackles, plays all over the place. Running back, defensive backfield. Some people feel like maybe he can even be a linebacker at Oklahoma if he, you know, so. So is now every single guy that we recruit that's an athlete, they're like, I think he's a linebacker. <laughs> Probably, yeah, okay. with Pinnacles coaching. <laughs> yeah, that might be what's going on. Love it. But, Love it. I mean, it's it's uncertain where he's going to wind up at uh, OU. 6'2", in-state kid, obviously. So that part's uh, always pretty exciting. Ashton Cozart. 2023 four-star wide receiver. We mentioned not too awfully long ago that, you know, that 2023 class was where Makai Lemon and, you know, some of these other – who's the other? Brandon Ennis. Right. A couple of five-star wide receivers that Oklahoma lost the commitments of once Lincoln Riley left to go to USC. So here's talented wide receiver in 2023 where there's been some crystal ball projections in. I think – from our man coming up at noon, Parker Thune. Yeah, there it is. Oh, you oh. insiders, Parker Thune. What that? Steely and Thunes, the refs. What do we Parker know Thune. about? Um, what do we know about this kid? Let me see what I can tell you about him. Four-star wide receiver. He is the Cozart kid, as I'm sure Teddy will say. It. Flower Mound, Texas product, six foot three, one ninety. Huh. Gosh, I love. I. Love seeing big wide receivers. 6'3, 6'2, 6'4. Now you need your speed guy still, but these are some dudes who are going to go up and make some plays. I love it. Top uh, 167 player overall in the 23 class by everybody not named Rivals. So Rivals is the one spot ah. recruiting world that, that has him as a three star, everybody else four star, which that, you know, that, that can change. He's got offers from Bama, Arkansas, Auburn, Michigan State, Texas, Ole Miss, bunch of the big schools. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. All right, uh, and Wednesday is going to be wild around here. I think I'm going to be on campus the next two days. I think there's also a chance that we might decide that with this winter weather coming in that we need to get out of town and maybe basketball leaves on Tuesday, but we'll see. I mean, if we're getting 30 to 40 mile an hour winds, (laughs) I'm ready to go now. Can we just go down now? All right, that's the news. Um, when we come back, I'm trying to make sense of this Grambling State story about an NIL deal for all of its scholarship student athletes. And I dig it, but I'm curious how and, and, and what is it? What's the income look like? It's next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Steely and Thune at noon are next. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. As we wrap up the Plank Show on this Monday. <laughs> yes, Monday the 31st. Thank you. Final day of January tonight, OUTCU. We gave away a couple tickets on Twitter to the game tonight, so kudos. Congratulations to our winner. To our winner. Uh, Tyler was responsible for those, right? I yes. He's the Twitter god, G-A-W-D. So well done. And, I mean, also, we got a big show tomorrow. KJ's going to join us after – their win over 
Denver had a girl got hurt for Denver that went down. She missed the she missed the whole pad, I guess is the term, the floor, uh, on a tumble in her floor routine. So that was a scary moment. But KJ tomorrow, um, God, I felt like I have something else on the show. I have a football guest tomorrow. I have a college football guest tomorrow. I think Kublix tomorrow. Nice. So we'll see. I, it was like Tuesday or Wednesday. But, yeah, we got a lot to get to tomorrow on the show. In the meantime, I've, I've got to learn more about this. Pete Thamel's reporting it. Pete Thamel now of ESPN. A source tells ESPN that Grambling State University is set to announce a name-image-likeness deal for all of its scholarship student-athletes, where every Grambling athlete receives annual income for their NIL. This deal is believed to be the first of its kind. The income amount is unclear right now. The school is committed, um, has a commitment from two companies, Urban Edge Network and Athilt, to provide income for all Grambling scholarship athletes. This should help new Grambling football coach Hugh Jackson as he tries to build the program. Okay, I'm in. But there is that confusion. I'm still perplexed by the whole, it's not supposed to involve enticement. But maybe this falls under a gray area. And, yes, I know if you listen to this show with any regularity, you're like, bro, you always bring that up. Well, it's like one of the two rules that were announced by the NCAA. But, hey, you know, a place like Grambling, you know, some HBCU schools, they've always struggled in, you know, finding more value for their student athletes. And so I love it. I, I think it's great. And I'm willing to bet, you know, I, you see the advertisements and you hear them for some of these companies in Oklahoma and the Oklahoma states of the world have already partnered with. So you know that something like this is probably coming at every single school, right? Where beyond your scholarship, you're signed and you immediately have NIL deals that will resonate to the tune of maybe uh, like 20 grand a year. And then that, then it becomes, a, well, at LSU, it's 50 grand a year, right? But I, I mean, I don't know what to make of it, Josh. It is. Interesting that Grambling State would be one of the first places that you hear about it across the board. We've heard position groups at other places, but across the board, looks like it's something to really help them out quite a bit. We'll see uh, what this new world of college football looks like. We've got all these different positions at Oklahoma that we're asking questions about. Okay, well, I'm genuinely curious. Like, what is this role at Oklahoma? And how is Oklahoma going to approach Name, image, and likeness well, moving forward, hey, right? I, I do know this from hearing the promo a million times. According to Teddy Lehman, it's an absolute mess. Yeah, no, it's mess. the end of the world. <laughs> this name, image, and likeness is an absolute mess. I almost have that promo memorized. But uh, it'll, be, it'll be curious to kind of see how this resonates over the next 24 hours, if at all. Can I ask a Caleb Williams question? You may. Is there a chance – that we still don't have anything from him by the end of this week? Yeah, sure. At, at this point, I'm not convinced he's going to play in the – you know, enroll and go through spring football. He doesn't have to, right, to play next season? No. If he enrolls in summer school, isn't he good? Yeah, yeah. And I or guess – do I have that mistake? From ev- my understanding – well, you and I have the same understanding then. If you have a mistake, and I have a mistaken. Like, it would eliminate him from spring football somewhere, obviously. Right. But he could still enroll in the summer and go through a fall camp and sure. be, be ready to roll next year. Which, again, would make you almost believe that 
he's so familiar with Lincoln Riley's offense that this would just be him waiting to go to USC, but just odd, man. Just odd to drag it out this long. Hey, I'm proud of us. We only did two quick questions on him today. When, uh, well, we're not coming back. When we're back, I'll likely be on campus tomorrow with KJ. I'll talk to you at 3 o'clock with Tyler. Oh, are you coming on this out? Oh, great. I'm sorry. You're filling in for Teddy, right? Another four, another three hours of having to deal with the Chiefs. No, I know. It's the, just the worst thing ever. I'm sorry, dude. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.